back to the hard line. Enter at your own risk. TJ Moe, you're Cam Jansen, Matt Rocchio. We are the hard line. Eric mm. just bumped out a little bit earlier. Uh, Matt Rocchio apparently is Cam Jansen's personal assistant. You're damn right he, he just is. called our uh, friend of the show, Terry Yake, and he said, uh, hey, this is Matt Rocchio from 590 calling on behalf of Cam Jansen. Sir Cam Jansen, he said. <laughs> Sir, I'm night uh, Joining us now via the Ryan Kelly phone lines is our friend, Terry Yake, former center for the Blues that Cam Jansen believes could still play 10 minutes a if night he, if he had a summer to work out for your St. Louis Blues, which I think is an indictment on the Blues. Sorry, Yaker, I hate, hate to tell you, but Yaker, you could still play in the NHL now. I talk about this all the damn time. If you worked your ass off all summer, you could play a game in the NHL and not look like an idiot. I love you, buddy. That's, Thanks, uh, it's very, very nice. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just joking. Need, you couldn't. I think I need more than a summer now, though. Maybe, <laughs> maybe six months. Yeager, the problem is the, the the problem is you're not the center of discussion here. Now we're talking about uh, Kim uh, Kim Costin or Tage Thompson yeah. to fill the hole here fill that you void. have with uh, the exit of Robbie Fabry for this season with that knee injury. Yeah, you know what? This was devastating news when I when I saw this this afternoon. I was heartbroken. I mean. Not only for Robbie Fabry, this is a young kid who was just coming into, you know, the beginning of his career. He had a great run the last the, the last year he played, uh, was the leading scorer of the Blues in the playoffs, played amazing hockey, and then to miss the last half of last year with Mike Yo, and then this. Oh my goodness! I mean, you know, you think about the poor kid and the work and the hours of mm. therapy and pain that he's going to go through, and how depressing it is. This is this is a a tough injury not just physically, that he's got to come back from, but mentally. I mean, the grind that he's going to have to go through is going to be borderline depressing. And, Jance, you know it. Like, mm-hmm. think about how out of touch you feel after not playing for six months oh. or for four months, let's say, in the summer. Three days. Season ends, you miss the playoffs sometime, then you don't play for four months until September. Boy, you feel, you feel rusty. This kid's going to be a year and a half, almost two years. That is going to really, really – deteriorate his skills and, and really make it tough for him mentally to get back to where he's going to be. I, I would guess after he gets back to playing, even at the NHL level, we're going to look at uh, 30 games, 40 games before we even start seeing the, the Robbie Fabry that left us uh, this spring in February. So you have you been, obviously you've been keeping an eye on these preseason games, although it's sometimes difficult when they're not on TV, you've been at the games. What's the next step here? Is, Bl- is Sam Blay, is he ready? I mean, is Yashkin going to step up to the plate? You know, I've been hard on him because he looked damn good in these preseasons so far. Is Wade Megan going to be the guy? I mean, who, or are we going to go outside the box? And look, you know, a lot of people are talking about Jeremy Yager, and I had my viewpoints on that is he slows the game down. You know, he takes long shifts. Would he be good in the locker room? I, I don't know. They'd have to talk to him first. What do you think is going to happen, dude? Well, here's my thought. And first of all, I mean, this is always – you said it best earlier. It's always an opportunity for somebody, and this is going to be an opportunity for somebody. It's an opportunity for the St. Louis Blues to find out what they got and if we really do have the depth they keep talking about. My opinion would be uh, Yashkin, for me, I love the kid. He's playing great right now, but I want to see him in a solid fourth-line role, a good four-checking role, take over for what Scotty Upshaw do, be a combination between Scotty Upshaw and Ryan Reeves, a four-checking menace, a penalty-killing player, that's going to chip in 10-plus goals. And if he can do that, 
in a fourth-line role. I'm not sure, based on the history of the last two or three years, that I see him doing much more. I would love to see Blay or Megan step up and also be one of those players. I think Megan, the way I've seen him play in the last few games, looks really like somebody who's ready and deserves an opportunity to stay and play. He's quick. Uh, he's going to play the up-tempo game that uh, Mike Yo likes, and I really like his opportunity. Tage Thompson, he's the young guy. He's got to get a He's got to get a shot. I mean, I think it's time to give him a shot, see if he can be the next player for the St. Louis Blues. He's got quick feet. He's a big guy, and even though he may not be ready completely mentally, uh, they got to throw him in the fire and see what he's got, at least until Steen gets back. And then now knowing that Fabry's not going to be back, maybe he stays until Berglund's back, and then at that point we reassess come December. But they're going to have to give these kids a chance, and two or three of those guys, with Yashkin already being in the lineup, is going to have to step up and do something good. What about Clem Costin? He's 18 years old. He's never played in North America. He's been injured. What if he doesn't make this team? What do you do with him? Do you send him to the – he can't go to the American American League. Yes, not... he can go to the oh, American League, can. I believe. As an 18-year-old? Yeah, because he played in Europe last year. I believe okay, the rules so that... are different for him. So I may be wrong on that, but I did read I that I thought it was somewhere. 19 for, for yeah, Europeans. But, but he was drafted last year, so I think he's a 19-year-old this year. Uh, considered a 19-year-old. Okay, so, considered a 19-year-old. So he would be able to go to San Antonio or Chicago because what else would you do with him? What are you going to you, you don't have good options if they can. And he wants to stay in North America. And I did uh, hear an interview, I believe it was Chris Kerber on, the, on an NHL network saying that he wants to stay in North America and is prepared to go to the American Hockey League, learn the North American game. And if that's the case, that's wonderful. If not, then you've got to put him back in an elite league in Europe, like a Finland or a Switzerland, uh, preferably not Russia. Get him out of there and get him playing somewhere with a little <laughs> He a might little not come North back. American. It's like yeah, exactly. three years. Right, a little more North American style. But the American Hockey League, I think, is the short-term destination for him. Uh, I haven't seen enough of him to really believe that he's better than Blay, Megan, or Tage Thompson. And that's just this small sample that I've seen over the course of training camp in the few games. Yeah, what's the story on Bo Bennett here? That's what I was going to say. Yeah, he was, I mean, I was, I'm reading this Tom Turman article. He was the 20th overall player picked in the draft years ago, uh, and he played a pretty significant role for the Devils last year. What's the story on him? Well, I mean, there's another guy that should probably be getting a look, and, and my guesstimation is he's a good uh, fourth liner and potentially a third liner as well. Now, you've got Thorburn. Uh, Brodziak obviously centers that line if he's there, but if you had Thorburn and Bo Bennett, and Yashkin with Brodziak, between the three guys rotating in and out with uh, Brodziak, that should be your fourth line, in my opinion. You know, does Bo Bennett have the ability to do a little bit more and maybe play on the third line? Potentially. Let's let's throw it up for grabs between him and Megan and let those other guys rotate into that fourth line and keep it full of energy and speed, grit, uh, forechecking, and be the kind of top fourth line in the National Hockey League that, like, the Blues had last year. Well, I, I hope this is somewhat of a wake-up call for him, Yaker. Like, I've been watching these preseason games. I've been reading everything. I've been listening to everybody. I didn't see a damn thing out of him yet. He hasn't caught my eye in any which way, any energy-type player by any stretch of the imagination. So if you want him to be on that fourth line, I mean, you're going to have to sit his ass down and be like, look, 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 dude. 
We sent you down. We just put you on waivers, meaning that you didn't show us much in this training camp. You better do something here. We need you. I mean, I, hopefully that's a wake-up call for him because I know, isn't, isn't he on a one-way contract too? So that's pretty, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty risky. So you're like, okay, we're, we, we trust these young, young kid, kids more than an established player on a one-way contract. So that really means he didn't do a damn thing in, in training camp. Am I wrong? No, you're not, and that's uh, that's part of the issue. But I think the reason they brought these guys in is because they needed depth, and we needed depth for what? For exactly the scenario we're in right now. Patrick Berglund's out till Christmas time. Steen's being reevaluated in three weeks. If it's broken, if he had a broken bone, it's probably six or more. Fabry out for the season. There's three regulars, key guys, top six guys for the most part, that are going to be missing. Everybody's going to have to step up a little bit. I mean, obviously – Vladdy's going to take a little bit more. Maybe he gets a minute 20 or 30 of the power play. Uh, not like he didn't take a lot, take a minute 30 <laughs> if he had the opportunity anyway, no but he's going to, he's going to be required to be a little bit more on the first power play. We're going to count on it more. We're going to ask Tage Thompson to chip in. We're going to ask Yaskin. We need 10 to 15 out of you this year. Yeah, man. You know, we need Wade Megan to step up and be a, a solid four checking guy. That's all over it. And if he's not scoring, he's sure not a detriment to your hockey club. That's what depth is, and Bennett better be a part of that or else the Blues are going to find themselves behind the eight ball real fast in the first couple months of the season. What's the money issue look like right now? I mean, how much cap room do we have? How does this all work with the injuries? And if we do have a little bit of room to make a little, to do a little damage, where do we look? I mean, you know, Yager's name's been brought to the mix. You got Jerome McGinley's name's been brought to the mix. I saw a couple Duchesne, which is completely out of the picture because he's going to want so much damn money. But do you pick up one of these old 40-year-old 40, 40 veterans? Oh, boy. That's I know. a good question. And I know your opinion on Yager, uh, and I can't speak to it personally, but I trust your opinion on that, and I agree you, with the fact that he could get 50 points for the St. Louis Blues, but is he going to change the style of play? I mean, there's a reason why the Florida Panthers moved away from a guy that had that many points. That's not easy to come by, that Mm -hmm. many points in the National Hockey League. And they decided to go a different direction because they wanted to go younger and faster. I think the Blues are in the same boat. We need to go younger and faster. We've talked about it before, Cam. I think, in my opinion, if you want to be successful, and the Blues do want to be successful, they're going to have to find what Pittsburgh's found, that uh, lightning in a bottle, Connor Sheary and and Russ two years ago. Jake Gensel Mm -hmm. last year. I mean, this is the kind of thing that you need if you're going to be successful. You know, you guys to step up, play way above their pay grade, and have the ability to say, who is this kid and where did he come from? They're going to need to give these guys a chance. They can't afford to lose hockey games in October and November and through the first part of December until Berglund's back and Steen's healthy. Hopefully not too many other guys go down for long term. They have to keep winning, but you're going to have to give somebody a chance like that if we want to have that lightning in a bottle and have the ability to play way above what I call play above your pay grade. On a lighter note, what's going on this weekend, dude? I know you uh, were going to be at the Hollywood Casino and uh, out at the Mills for that fantasy camp. Uh, get, tell us a little bit about what's going on this weekend, man. Well, this is a great weekend for our alumni. This is, uh, it's been a tough weekend because there's a lot of conflicting schedules, but we're going to have a great time. We've got about 70 guys coming into, into town and from around St. Louis that are going to play. Uh, it's our annual fantasy camp, play with and against us. We've got a great draft party going on. Uh, that one's a private one on Thursday night starting tomorrow. Uh, they're going to be drafting you and myself and Hell yeah, they Jamie are. Rivers. I might be first pick overall, baby. Oh, you will. I know I, I will. You, uh, you're going to have the microphone to pump yourself up. Oh, I, you I'm can, good at you, that. You probably get that. 
So we'll have that. So we'll have some fun tomorrow night, and then all the hockey starts Friday, all day Friday, all day Saturday. A tremendous round table. We're going to have a fifty years of Blues history. We're going to recap last season, the great uh, year that the St. Louis Blues had from the Winter Classic to fifty years of Blues hockey. We're going to recap it with some classic old guys like Mike Liu, Gary Unger, Bobby Plager. Uh, all hosted by Darren Pang. So that's a great evening at the Hollywood Casino. And then we're going to finish up our games on Sunday, and we'll watch the Blues play the uh, Capitals Sunday afternoon and, and send everybody on their way. So it's going to be a lot of a lot of fun over the next four days for the alumni, raising money for uh, our charity, which benefits all kinds of things, including minor hockey here in St. Louis, uh, police and fire, and uh, children's charities throughout the area. Hell yeah, Yaker, dude. Thanks for coming on, man. We're going to have fun this oh, weekend. Good stuff, Yaker. Thanks, man. Always a pleasure, guys. Look forward to talking to you again. Take right care. on. That was Foreign Blues Terry Center. Terry Yake. You said he uh, led the Blues in scoring one yeah, year, huh? he did. Oh, he wow. reminds me all the time. He's very smart. Very, very intelligent. Very, very well spoken. Smart. Everybody, around you, Cam, everybody around you is smart. You surround He's yourself with smart people. I do, don't I? You do. Not by choice always. But... No, not by choice. But uh, <laughs> No, I love him, man. We, we got He's a cool good. relationship. Uh, to recap. The Cardinals are likely out. The Rockies, are they've scored 15 runs today, so they're not going to lose. Uh, they are two and a half games back before they're, well, they're, they're three games back. They got to win tonight to get back to two and a half games. Uh, they, so they're three back with five to play. Ain't happening, dudes. Uh, so the Cardinals are out. And really some uh, shaking news from the Blues that Robbie Fabry re-tears that ACL. I, I, uh, I'm sure they'll write articles and then they'll interview and figure out exactly what happened, whether the graph just didn't take whatever that we'll is. We'll get to the bottom of it, I'm sure. <clears throat> but uh, Sad day nonetheless, man. A top is. six forward for you. That a, a superstar I in the making. I thought would be a budding star. I, I did it. You're right. He and he, uh, he is out for the year. So not a whole lot of fun there. We got to go. We got to go. Because we have the St. Louis Cardinals pregame starting here in our Spanish broadcast with um, – Matt Benji Rocchio Molina and, and, and Polo Asensio. Polo Asensio. Yeah. Yeah. Great so, guys, yeah. man. They, they're entertainers big time. They're very good. Very good at what they do. Cool cats. Enjoy cool cats. That. So uh, thanks for hanging out with us today. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll, we'll break down some more blues stuff oh, yeah. for you, of course. We'll be back. Uh, Cam, you are out Friday. I'm out Friday for uh, Blues Fantasy Cam. There you go. And uh, But I will be here as always. I think Matt Lashoff's going to come and fill my spot. Really? Yes. Lashy, yes. huh? And he's All coming right. in tomorrow, too, at cool. 4 o'clock hour. Because uh, uh, John Hadley just doesn't exist anymore. Has he? Yeah. I think Randy killed him. <laughs> Not surprised. We gotta go. We gotta go. See you later. Uh, For Cam Jansen, for TJ Mo, for Matt Rocchio. Thanks to Demarco Farr, Brian Hoffman, uh, Terry Ake, and Dr. Rick Lehman. Yes. And I guess Eric. Whatever with him. Uh, Anywho. And anybody else. Thanks for hanging out. We'll be back tomorrow. It's Hardline 59 The Fan, 1057H2FM and InsideStale.com.